Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 50-Minute Mark is brought to you by South Hills Kia. South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. I'm giving Harry Callis crap off the air. I can't even get the read It's right a Friday there. show. We're all entitled to be... A little bit off our games. And I, I'm telling you what, man, Harry Callis set quite a tone today. You tried to put him on skates, and he just was the low man one there, and Harry Callis was the low man. Uh, Donnie Football is at this Pirates game in Bradenton. Yeah. His first spring training game, and he said they don't have Icy Light Mango. They have another mango beer called Mango Cart, spelled like Mario Cart. K-A-R-T oh, for I would, 12 bucks. I would definitely drink that. Uh, Ryan tweeted in, you asked if they have Icy Light in at Lecom Park. They have it in the stadium. Sell it in center field. There you go. So, boom, good job by the Pirates. Uh, good breweries down there, Donnie. You know, branch out. Broaden your horizons with the mango beer, pal. That's what I would say to him. Here is Tim on the fan. Hello, Tim. Hey, guys. Uh, long timer, and I just wanted to jump in here on your aviation talk without getting into the weeds. Please. <laughs> Andrew, yeah, airplanes land themselves, but the complicating factor is is you've got to program the automation so that it hits the right runway. And that is going to be a problem for the novice to try to figure out how to program it so it hits the target. And, uh, Maldi, a couple things about stalling. The engine never stalls on uh, a stall. You stall the uh, the wing. Okay. You stall the airflow over the wing and recover from that. Oh, that makes a lot yeah, more sense. Yeah, the engine keeps going, and it, it's uh, something we train students to make sure that they can recover from it. because. Well, so you're doing stalls. the training. It sounds like you're an yeah. expert on this stuff, Tim. Well, I got paid to do it for 30 years, so Tim, what do you want to know, my friend? Tim, question. Okay, I, now I want to pick your brain for a second. Does my terrible ex-girlfriend, was it reasonable that she was actually uh, doing solo flying pretty, like, very quickly after starting flying lessons on, like, a single-engine plane? Absolutely. I can get you guys soloed in between 10 to 20 hours. That is, uh, Tim, uh, I don't you doubt know, you, and you you have already instilled confidence in me because you're so confident in your, your mastery of the material. You just have to understand... The two of us can barely, like, get through the day. It's a miracle that we get paid to do this, and you're saying 10 to 20 hours you could have us flying a plane by ourselves. 
Absolutely. Uh, in a single engine airplane, absolutely. I can get you around the pattern. You can do three bounces of goes. I'll cut your shirt tail off, write the date and time on it. You can hang it on your wall. I've done it before. It's fairly common. Uh, but like I said, you're not doing anything real detailed. You're flying a simple, you know, motorized piece of lawn furniture that goes around the pattern. You do three touch and goes, and off you go, and everybody has a celebration with the family. Oh, gotcha. yeah, we can. That's fairly common. Now, getting into the complex stuff, there was an article in the Washington Post a couple months ago. It was really good. They took people who thought they could land an airplane, they put them in a simulator, and they tried to talk them down. And the only difference between all of the participants was the size of the debris field. <laughs> None of them could do it. It was really an enlightening article. It was really cool. Well, then, good answer. Thank you, Tim. Then, good answer by uh, Roma Dunze at the yeah. draft. I'm telling you, Die Hard ruined this. Any movie where the hero has to bring a commercial plane down safely and they just get talked down, mm-hmm. ruined. That's that's one of those things where I think it's such a, a funny cinematic trope and it happens so often, people just start to believe, yeah, I could do that. How about him just go, you know what his ultimate test would be? Because that guy sounds like he could convince me I'm capable of anything. Joe Starkey, solo flight. Tim, what am I doing? I'm up here. I don't know how to get down. He said today that he's singing at our Feed the Need tonight. tonight, And he said there's a chance I get the jitters or someone says something before I perform and I become emotionally scarred for life. I would say that Joe's emotional scars, uh, the permanent ones, are already pretty deep in there. He actually can sing, though. You know that, right? So I thought I was getting attacked on my genitals by a spider right before the show Where? i was in with the boss and crowley and dickerson and then i was coming to see you and suddenly i felt something and it really felt like i was being bitten so i went back in the office shut the door and pulled down my pants to make sure that nothing was wrong yeah i panicked that's not good no but i'm good it was nothing it so, was just a scare so what's the song he's gonna sing spider-man spider-man bit my junk like a spider can i don't think that that's a scare the fact that he invented a pain in his balls that felt like a spider spider attacking it and it quote turned out to be nothing that's not nothing that's like psychosomatic yeah i would agree with that it was that intense that at work you pulled your pants down in a room like if there was anything there so i've occasionally had like i'm sure you have too like you you get the sensation that you think like maybe a bug is crawling on you because like your skin tingles you just turn and brush in that area and if you see nothing well pretty clearly there's not a bug on you here's what i said you you had uh retired with um a severe case of norovirus at this point yes but jeff and i discussed that clip and here's what i thought if there was actually a spider in there, how long would that spider have had to have been in there? He would have been taken up. He would have been paying rent in Joe's pants at that He would point. have felt it crawling in there before he felt the bite you itself. Would, you would think. Yeah. You would think. Uh, this clip from Omar Khan at the Combine has made the rounds everywhere, not just in Pittsburgh, but around the NFL. I have full faith in uh, in, in Kenny. Um, he's shown us some good things, and obviously there were some issues with the offense. And I'm excited about the impact that that Arthur Smith's going to have on him. You know, and Arthur's very optimistic about Kenny, and um, you know, I know they've communicated and um, like I said we'll, we'll have uh, some strong competition there, and uh, we'll see where it goes. I want to pick at the full faith part thing a little bit more, and what that is supposed to mean and what it actually means. When you have full faith in your quarterback, you're, you've put your eggs in his basket, you believe that he is your guy. And when you have full faith then, what you do is you're going to make the moves that you think 
are going to bring out the best and make that player meet his potential. So, okay, part of that is you fire an incompetent boob offensive coordinator and you replace him with someone that has a resume in Arthur Smith. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's you attempting to Step get one. more out of Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. With you so far. I have full faith in him. We're going to get him the right coach and the right play caller to get the most out of him. What you didn't hear in that clip that Khan said multiple times yesterday was how interested the Steelers are in bringing back Mason Rudolph. We all know the story. Kenny got healthy, and then with the season on the line twice, in Week 18 and then in an actual playoff game, Mason Rudolph started over a healthy Kenny Pickett. If you have full faith in Kenny Pickett, you don't bring Mason Rudolph back. You have no interest in doing that. Because if he's your guy and that's the person you believe in, you don't create some situation where you already have Deontay Johnson saying that he hopes Mason Rudolph is their starting quarterback. If you're all in on Pickett and you have full faith in him, the the number two quarterback is not someone who divides the team and has people question Kenny Pickett. It's somebody that's going to help elevate or lift Kenny Pickett up. Exactly. Aditi has said this with us. Her, Her opinion is that Kenny is the guy. And that's why she says it makes sense to bring in a Jacoby Brissett or a Ryan Tannehill or somebody like that who is not a threat. That's why they're I don't a non-threatening think she even said, player. I don't even think she said Gardner Minshew because he would be perceived as a threat because he's younger. It's a contradiction. The whole thing's been it's, a contradiction from them for from moment one. Here. It's one or the other. It can't be both. If you bring back Rudolph, the actions will ultimately speak louder than words on this. If it's Kenny Pickett and some dud as a backup quarterback, some journeyman or someone that has familiar Arthur Smith offense, and that's it, well, then guess what? Wow. 17 games of Kenny Pickett. Well, yeah, probably. Unless he really sucks or gets hurt. Like, shockingly, they are doubling down on Kenny Pickett and they're giving him another chance as a former first-round pick to be their guy. But this full faith sentence or uh, quote that went viral yesterday that was posted everywhere, it's not true if they feel the way that they're acting like they feel about Rudolph, Chris. Their actions with Rudolph will tell the story. If he's back on the roster, they don't have full faith in picking. I uh, I took it a different way as, as I tried to dig in and think harder about it. It's the old bit about a vote of confidence from the owner. If the you, dreaded vote of confidence. The dreaded vote of confidence. If you have to be asked a question that demands an answer like, I have full faith in my quarterback, you by definition do not. Because you know who has full faith in his quarterback? Andy Reid. You know who has full faith in his quarterback? Sean McDermott. Or the GMs of those, resp- you know, Brett Veach for the example. Uh, Brandon Bean. And you know why they, we, I can say they have full faith? Because no one in their right mind would ever ask them if they have full faith in their quarterback. The mere fact that you have to get asked the question if you are Omar Khan, regardless of how you answer it, pretty much suggests that there's no way you could have it. Right? Don't you? I mean, do you agree with that? When a guy, when a coach gets the dreaded vote of confidence from an owner who feels compelled to say it, that's because there's no way they actually have it. Um, yeah, the, the whole, the Mason, the duality of saying we want Mason back, but we totally believe in Kenny. 
has smelled from me uh, for me from moment one. Because it's just that they can say all they want. And we've heard, I think, Kabali, who'll be on later with us, so I can just confront him about this directly. I've heard him poo-poo it and say Deontay could say whatever he wants to say. Everyone will fall in line behind whoever the starter is. I disagree. I don't even think that's just a Steelers thing where, oh, Mike Tomlin lets these guys speak their minds and then they say whatever they want. I think in any locker room, if there was a situation like this, you would have a genuine split. Or in in this case, maybe the split is in Mason's favor. I don't think that the Steelers should be poo-pooing the fact that one of their top two receivers already came out and said, I hope Mason wins the job. They should be cognizant of that. They should understand that if If they bring him back in, whether, whether they think it's an issue or not, you know who definitely will look over his shoulder the whole time? Kenny Pickett. So what do you think is the lie then? The full faith in Kenny Pickett or the interest in Mason Rudolph? Both. Can they be can both be lies? I think Yeah, there are both certain... can be lies if they go out and they bring in a Justin Fields or a Russell Wilson, then they didn't have faith in in Kenny Pickett and they didn't really have interest in bringing in Mason Rudolph if that's the move that they make. I think, yeah, the, I mean, I think there they, is... If they draft Michael Penix with the 20th pick, yeah, yeah, then they didn't believe either one of those two things. I'll go back to another... And it was all BS. I'll go back to another statement I've made already. So but, you think that those things could actually still be in play then? Not necessarily. I think they're out of play, but here's why I think there's one person in the entire organization, by the way, geez, Callis, you... Or no, your headphones, Pony, must be at a, a blistering decibel level anyway. Hold on a second here before you finish that point. Harry, you were supposed to play that before... This conversation started. The ID? Yes. No, you usually do. You no. take a 15-second break, right? Chris, can you get this guy in line, please? Harry. The Harry. last time I was here, that's how it was. We have a special new rule that in the three in the approaching hour, like at 345, I will explain to you in this next break. We have a very special rule about that. Yeah. When oh. the segment is over, you will play it, and you are not going to get in trouble for Correct. it. Correct. Okay? Oh, okay. There you go. Well, I, I went your. I didn't want the people to know, but now well, the people yeah, know. but now I had to like. Well, you went. It's really my fault, Harry, because you went in his ear, and he has his headphones set so loud that I actually heard you talking in his ear <laughs> through the microphone. Anyway, I think there is one person, Pony, who actually both has full faith in Kenny Pickett and also genuinely wants Mason Rudolph back. His name is Art Rooney II. I actually think Art feels those two things legitimately. I think if you were going to – your question to me, though, was what is the bigger lie? Gun to my head, it's that they have full faith in Pickett. Because organizationally speaking, they have displayed that they do not. Whether you take, like, Mike Tomlin not playing Pickett when he was healthy or at least Art saying, like, there are things we'd like Kenny to clean up. They can't – and by definition, if you want Rudolph back or if you're saying it publicly – but if Art, hold on, though, time part. out, though. I disagree with you on the Art thing, because I think even though Art, like, still probably has a soft spot for Kenny and wants to see Kenny succeed, he's tacitly admitting if he's telling Omar and Mike to get the Rudolph deal done, that he's not completely sure that Kenny is going to well, figure I said, it out this that's year. That's why I said that even— So it's not full faith. It's still faith, but it's not like he's sure. all Fine, the way that's, convinced that's on it. I think he's—I think I'm—and that's what I thought I said afterwards. That you're right. It's not full faith. That if I gun to my head, what are they? What is the lie? It's full faith, because it can't be. It might be eighty percent faith, but they're hedging their bets, right? If you in a poker game knew had full faith, it's picket insurance, right? If you had if you had full faith, you knew you had the nuts, you had the best hand. You don't have to do anything. Hedging. And if it's full faith, stop with the competition stuff. Yeah, that's always seemed like an oddly added on thing. Like if, they just want people to know. 
Why, why, why did they say that in the first place? Was that like a tacit nod to, hey, we benched the guy when it, he was healthy? If it's full faith, then what you do in, tra- in minicamp and training camp in the preseason with a new offense and new playbook is you're doing everything to get Kenny Pickett ready to play week yeah, you're one. Yeah, act- you're not splitting first You're not team splitting reps. things up to try to figure out who the he's better getting, man is. No. He's getting every chance in training camp preseason to have the greatest command possible of the offense with the rest of the first-teamers. I don't like quarterback competitions for that exact reason because I think it changes your agenda or what your motivation or what your outlook is. You're supposed to, in camp, like especially at quarterback when it's such an important position on your team, it's not like having a competition at right tackle. Like, no, the quarterback's got to be the most knowledgeable guy, the most well-versed guy, and if you're having a real competition, you're inherently undercutting that premise. Right. Like, I don't – they work a little bit better in college because I think, in a way, you can have a, a really good coach who kind of dumbs it down for the quarterback, and you can just go with who's the best athlete and who performs the best, and it doesn't hurt as much. But in the pros, there's a reason nobody has them anymore. Seriously. See, I think even with college, like, you do that in spring ball, and once you figure out in the spring who your quarterback is, once you get to camp in the fall, it's all systems go to get yourself yeah, I mean, ready for week one. You don't have preseason of, games. I'm probably thinking of the old Steve Spurrier way of doing things. But, I mean, what, again, uh, I'll ask you something similar to what I asked you yesterday. When is the last time you actually saw an NFL team have a quarterback competition, like a real one? Because what that also inherently suggests is you clearly don't have a really great player. When Montana and Young were jockeying in the late 80s, early 90s. It's one, you know, when you have two quarterbacks, it really means you don't but have that's one. Tr- that whole that's true, trope. though. That, I know. That trope is true, man. In the NFL, any quarterback worth a crap is not being pushed by another quarterback on their roster right now. I know Kirk Cousins ended up with a much better, more lucrative career when, the, when, the, uh, when Washington drafted him and drafted RG3 second overall and then him in the fourth round. There was no competition. That was RG3's job. Until he got hurt and he couldn't keep going. There is no such thing as a quarterback controversy or a competition in the NFL, I should say. A competition, not a controversy. Where you have at least one of the quarterbacks is really good. You only have a competition if you don't know the answer. And that's where the Steelers are at. They won't say it, but their actions tell you. So what do you want them to do with Pickett then? Me? Yes. I mean, I would be. I would have washed my hands of him at this point as the starter. And I would be pursuing other options like Justin Fields, aggressively. Somebody has to explain to me why, other than the fact that he was the first-round pick, which is going to be what everyone actually says, the Falcons have already given up on Desmond Ritter, same draft class, like similarly uninspiring commanders are about to do that with Howell. Right. Now, those guys were mid- to late-round picks in Howell's case. The Titans never even gave Malik Willis a uh, chance. They just drafted over him the next year. Correct. So, other than the fact that the Steelers happened to take the guy – probably earlier than they needed to, but they were so worried that he would be gone that they did it. What other reason do they have for for doing this? Other teams, same draft class, who picked quarterbacks, who gave him a shot, have said, no, we're done. Because they feel bad that they screwed him with Matt Canada. That's what I think. They feel bad that they 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 voiced it on him, one of the worst play callers in team history, and we've never seen the real Kenny Pickett because of you know it. How That's dis- why. Do you know how dysfunctional that is? Hey, we did such a bad job insulating you. We're not even sure if you're good, but we feel like you've earned the benefit of the doubt because you had the worst teacher out there. 412-928-9370. Omar Khan, we have full faith in Kenny Pickett. What do you want the Steelers to do with Pickett? Do you want him to be the starter? 412-928-9370. Do you want something else? 
412-928-9370. Harry Callis is here screening calls and giving headlines today, and you can text us on the Edgar Steiner and Associates fan text line. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink think what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, welcome back. Pony, I had something happen on the way to work today I have to share with you for a minute. Go ahead. You and I, just like everybody else that works at this station, and including some of the behind-the-scenes people at the station, uh, get recognized out in public from time to time. Not all the time, but occasionally. I've had people very early in the station's history just hear my voice. This was the bread man, by the way, at a Pirates game in broad daylight and go, you got to be that Mueller guy. Stunned when this happened 14 years ago. I'm driving into work today. You know where I live, out in Kennedy, so I usually go 79 to 376 and come in that way. I'm driving. I am in the right lane, pretty close to where I get on the highway. Guy in one of those, like, work truck, like, work vans, windowless van type things, the ladder on top. I notice, just because, you know, I'm, like, just driving. I kind of look, glance off to the side. He's looking right at me. He's pointing to his radio. I don't, like, make the connection. I'm thinking, like, is there something wrong with my car? I drop back slightly. Think about it for a second. Speed back up. He catches my eye again, points to his radio, gives me a big thumbs up. I realize he has somehow figured out who I am driving next to me and is pointing at his radio like you're the radio guy. Ever had an on the interstate recognition? This happened at 65 miles an hour. That's dangerous. It was a little bit. staring you down that way. Well, it wasn't staring me down. It was like a quick glance over. Like, he's hey, probably listening right now. He, he should was, call in. That 412-928-9370. Was, that was How did you know it was Malsey? Yeah, he was just pointing at the radio like, I have your station on and I know who you are. And so I just gave him this big idiotic thumbs up like, hey, cool, man. I thought we got some crazy listeners, man. We really do. And you know what he? You know why he knew and who I, love I was? I him for it. You know who I, he knew who I was? Because I could tell he's a blue collar guy. He wasn't shouting out Andrew Filippone. He was pointing at me. Uh, we had this crazy call on the fan earlier today. How in the heck did Neil Armstrong or Lance Armstrong, whatever one of the Armstrong brothers, <laughs> ended up on the moon? L- listen, bro, seriously. They said he was the first man on the moon. And if you see the footage, he's jumping off of the thing and he's bouncing up and down and saw all that stuff. 
Well, if he was the first man to step foot on the moon, who served that camera? Thoughts? Isn't the camera from, like, in the lunar module? But doesn't the camera move around to capture all of the one step for, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind thing? Couldn't it be just a robotic camera, like, attached to the lunar They had module? that technology back in the 1960s to do that? They put the thing on the moon. You don't think they could put a camera well, at the end of a robotic arm? time out a second arm? here, Chris. You've got no questions about this? No, they If it was so moon. easy to go to the moon, why haven't we been going back? Why haven't we seen more uh, modern... Bureaucratic red tape. I don't believe that. So Wait a minute. Are you outing yourself right now as a we didn't land on the moon I'm skeptical guy? about it. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit cynical. What about that guy from uh, Texas Tech, the safety, who doesn't believe in other planets? I heard that. I don't. I think we might have that <laughs> do audio, we, do too. Do we have our guy here? It's not good quality, but yeah, he said that he thinks that he's a flat Earth guy. No other planets out there. See, I would actually think that that helps him in the uh, scouting world, the draft prep. These guys, all the all the other guys are like, he's not going to waste time not on a deep things thinker, other than football. Not going to get ball, hit ball. Going to be all about football. All about ball. And, Do you worry about a guy who thinks the earth is flat? Is he going to comprehend like fire blitzes and his responsibilities in like a complex coverage package? <sighs> I guess though, the gridiron's perfect for him. Flat surface. He's going to thrive. So you seriously don't think twice about that no i think you don't think it's think weird we that we the they moon. went one time we got all this pictures and video everything's going on up there and then they never went back i think it's a little strange for more than 50 years we haven't had more updated videos of astronauts jumping around the moon doing their thing up there uh isn't the other well isn't the same reason like just money chris think about what our government spends money on i'm not i'm not arguing that okay well then that's why i don't think it's a good argument that like Cost. A very simple Google search of why haven't we gone back to the moon is it costs too much damn money. Why wouldn't a president just to like get over, if a, go if, back there okay. and say a whole generation of people were transfixed by the moon because landing, back in the day so that we're going to bring it back. So because back in the day that was a big point of pride, we beat the Soviets. But to let's the see moon. what it looks like with HD cameras and stuff now. That's now we can really send, see that's a more why detailed they send those, picture. Those like lunar landers and stuff, and they send stuff to Mars now with those cameras. Yeah, but it's cooler to see people up there jumping around. And how about the how about the um, the conspiracy theorists that bring up that the flag's blowing? Is that even true that the flag was the flag blowing? was the flag was the wind of the moon or whatever was making the the flag move around. If Questions we, about that. If we Red Hot Chili Peppers might have been onto something, Chris. And Vic and Hazelwood, who called in with this point, might be onto something too. If we like say you said just like who cares about the money, let's just go back up there to prove it. Regardless of what <clears throat> uh political party held presidential office at that point, the other party would say, Why are you doing this? We have so many other things we it. need to spend the money on. Exactly, dude. Yeah, but don't you think maybe it could be one where it brought people across no. the No. What the hell brings people together anymore? Because it's not it's it's not a political thing. It's not like one party is all for space exploration and space travel and the other isn't. Well, you think Trump, Trump did create the Space Force. What are they what, doing? Have we checked up on those guys well, lately? That's what I'm saying. The Space Force should go to uh should go to the moon. I want to see what it looks like again. I love that when you type in why did the or why don't we, like the most popular fill-ins are flag wave on the moon and why don't we go back to the moon. Steve is on the fan. Hello, Steve. 
Hey, uh, I've been down this rabbit hole before. Have you guys seen the videos of uh, Buzz Aldrin? Talking yeah, he about punches dudes his... in the face when they uh, when they claim he never so went. So, what to do the you moon. think of that, Steve? You think it's because he's protecting a secret? No, uh, I've seen some videos as of late where he says he we never went. Buzz he's Aldrin? Like, hey, see the face suit, see the name, but do you see my face in the helmet? No. So you're not buying it. I'm not buying it. We ever went. All I, right, thank you, Steve. Uh, they also designed uh, the flagpole, had a metal bar that had that held the flag out horizontally, too. This is from literally NASA's website, but I'm sure you don't trust Caleb big, is big next. NASA Hello, here. Caleb. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, man. Uh, so this isn't uh, about landing on the moon, but I do have a good point to make about the flat Earth stuff. Go ahead. So if we are rotating around the sun and it takes a year right and we're a rotating ball why do we see the same stars and galaxies every night malzo you want to take that one why do we see the same stars and galaxies yeah do they appear at the exact same spot in the sky i already hung up on them i don't think they do well there's your answer matt is next hello matt I've never even randomly thought. We have literal pictures of the of the Earth as a like a spherical celestial body. If you believe the pictures, hello, Matt. Oh my God! Hey, hey guys, what's going on? I hey. mean, I, I I called to talk uh, about something else, but we're talking about the moon. All right, so we are trying to go back to the moon. I mean, we just had a astrobotic out of Pittsburgh try to you know set a lunar lander up there. Uh, All right, Matt. Thank you for that. Urkel is next. Hello, Urkel. Come on. Hey, uh, I'm going to rattle off a couple things real quick here. The reason that the uh, flag waves on the on the moon without an atmosphere, because you don't need an atmosphere for it to wave. It's attached to a pole on the top. They've simulated this in a vacuum chamber, and they shake the pole, and the flag waves. So uh, you think that completely debunks that myth then? Let's cross yep, that one 100%. out. Okay. Yep. Uh, the stars, they do move. Uh, North Star changes about every 20,000 years. It's measurable. It's just not able to be seen with the naked eye. All right, put that in your pipe and smoke it, Caleb. So now you just crapped on his take. Keep going, Urkel. I like this. Okay. Uh, It definitely is a political thing. Uh, When we first went to the moon, that was a 10-year project. Can you imagine Democrats and Republicans agreeing on anything that's going to take 10 years? Okay, now you're on a roll. I can't imagine them agreeing on a 10-minute project. All right, the last one, Urkel, is the whole deal about the camera being set up. What do you make of that whole scenario? Yeah, uh, it was remotely controlled. Uh, They actually tested it a couple times, and they have footage of that where it failed, where it didn't track with the – with the, you know, the thing that was going back up into space. Uh, it was controlled remotely. They just hit a timer. And uh, the camera that saw Neil Armstrong coming down on the moon was attached to the rover or the, the lander. It was uh, it was outside the vehicle. He turned it on. He just Now, is this it, like so. an area of interest for you, or is it like career-aligned, all this space now? Or did you just Urkel? hear a bunch of dumbasses calling <laughs> in and got mad? <laughs> um, I, I'm just a, a, an amateur what I really enjoy astrophysics and outer space. I've been into this stuff all my life. And yeah, I, I do. I listen to the other sides of the argument so that I can. Do you think an alien has like ever been on planet Earth? That's a good question. I do not put that out of the realm of possibility, but there's no actual evidence for it. Everything's hearsay. This guy said that. What do we have? To lose? What do you think? What is actually at Area 51? Oh, man. Come on. Uh, You know, 
I'm not going to rule out the possibility that there could be alien technology there, but the more likely answer is we have developed our own technology and we're just keeping it secret and we don't know Smart what we're man. looking at. It was like that with this. Urkel, I bet like I could that. talk to you about the Fermi paradox and all sorts of stuff and you'd have interesting takes. Does Urkel in Pittsburgh yeah, smoke pot? You, oh, absolutely. I'm about to go do it right now. If you, if, you want to talk about the, if you want to talk about the Drake equation, we can get into that if you want to talk about life. All right. Thank Urkel. You, Urkel. I'm going to say it right now. Best call of 2024 so far at the station. <laughs> Forget about just being the best call to our show. That's the best call to the station in 2024, and I don't know if it's going to be topped. Callus, did you have doubts about the moon landing prior to that call? No, I, I, I've uh, I've heard some stuff that says that it was it would be really, really hard and really, really expensive to fake all that. Okay. I've always believed it's real. That doesn't really What a flex opinion. for Stanley Kubrick, by the way, that he always gets associated as the guy they handpicked to, uh, to do it. Like... Can you think of a very crappy director? Has Rob Schneider directed any movies? Have you seen that Space Odyssey movie? Very uh, good. Too boring. Not yeah. enough dialogue. Although I like No Country for Old Men, which has very little dialogue. Follow us on Twitter, brought to you by South Hills uh, Kia. Uh, coming up later this hour, what Omar Khan said at the Combine about Deontay Johnson's future. He said something, and then he said too much. He had to cut himself off. And anything else you want to talk about, 412-928-9370. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The inside linebacker position, we have Landon Roberts under contract, Mark uh, Mark Robinson. Cole Holcomb had a, had an awful injury. Don't really have a timetable when he'll be back. Quan Alexander's a free agent, but he also had a, uh, a major injury. So it's, it's obviously a position that we have to address. I've said this since I got this job. I said depth and competition are really important to me. So regardless of position, you know, I just I think it kind of speaks for itself. Donnie's Dog Pick is brought to you by Farmer's Dog. Fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Donnie is at the Pirates and Rays game right now in Bradenton where the Pirates lead 12-5 in the bottom of the seventh. You just heard Omar Khan on Inside Linebackers coming clean and in great detail brought to you by Wetgo. Go Unlimited. Visit getgocafe.com slash unlimited. Hey, Pony. Does, does the flat earther play inside linebacker? No, he's a safety prospect from Texas Tech. Um... I mean, at inside linebacker, you got to be able to diagnose. What position is a flat earther best? Well, like strong your, safety, just go. See ball, hit ball. See it and hit it. Um, remember you said yesterday. How about running back? I think, no, because I think a running back has to have vision, and that flat earther's got tunnel vision. Yeah, like think about Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, but here's the thing about the flat earthers. They actually think that they're deep thinkers I know. And they're really right. bright and oh, smart because they're not just accepting I know. the I, kind of conformist views of the universe and the world. Andrew Lindbergh, our uh, 93.7thefan.com writer, just came in here and said he used to work with a flat earth guy. They, they exist out there. Oh, people there's, just. There's a lot of them. I think that I think the one guy, um, the rapper, remember B.O.B.? Remember that guy? Bombs over Baghdad? No, no, no. That was the Outcast song. Yep. But there was the rapper B.O.B., and he did, like, duets, uh, that Airplane song, I think. He did a very, couple very famous ones. He did one with Bruno Mars, too. The guy who flies in airplanes, and presumably when you're up high in an airplane, can see the curvature of the Earth from 39,000 feet. Never occurred to him. He just thinks it's a big, flat sheet of paper out there.
So what happens when you get to the end of the sheet of paper? Great question for the flat earthers. I don't even know what four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. If you're a flat earther, that you just fall off into an infinite state of water or atmosphere. So it's like in Pirates of the Caribbean, where eventually they just sail off the edge of the world. Right. Uh, by the way, Pony, on a, one serious note, you uh, talked about Nate Wiggins yesterday, how he says he thinks he can run sub 4-3, four, 4-2-9 four, today, first attempt. Why don't we have that on? Good question. Put that on one of the TVs here. I also am noticing uh, people are occasionally uh, taking note of the fact that the ball has been flying out of Lecom Park today if they've had the Pirates uh, spring training game on. And they're like, I think I'm seeing people go like, wow, Jared Triolo, big power. Please don't do this to yourselves. Every every spring, almost every one of these ballparks in Florida, you've never gone to spring training. I can tell you this for a fact. Because they're playing in a minor league ballpark. They, well, they turn into wind tunnels, though. Like mm. they also get a big jet stream blowing out uh, and and go, you know, crazy with some of these home runs. Yeah, Nate Wiggins, four two nine forty, unofficial. More from Khan here. Yes. Here he is on Mason Rudolph's situation. You know, he knows we want him back. Uh, we've had conversations, um, but it's just sort of how the process goes. You know, it's, uh, you know, I, I can't tell, um, you know, when the deal will get done, hopefully with us. But, um, you know, it's just a process, and I understand it. But, we, we, you know, we'd like to have him back. Have they indicated a desire to see what's out there? You know, I, I, th- I think uh, any pl- every player kind of owes it to himself. I mean, I, I don't know at the end of the day, still a few weeks till, till the start of the league year. Um, but um, I know we'd like to have him back, and I, I believe he wants to come uh, come back and, and, and compete, and he likes it here, and, you know, we've had a good experience with Mason. I, I don't – there's one part of that that – I think Omar Khan's gotten better and probably will continue to get better as he's, as he's more familiar with talking to the media. I remember we talked about how he sounded kind of nervous early on in the job. I think very. he's very nervous. He sounds better, but he still doesn't sound like a guy who's, who's polished at it yet. I thought he did not sound remotely convincing – at one point there, and it was, I think Mason wants to be back. He likes it here. If you were to play that again, it sounds like a completely different person talking, like as far as the conviction in his voice when he says, we want Mason back. See, I I underlined what he said about how every player owes it to themselves to see what's out there. He's looking at it from the team point of view where they try and often successfully sign players before they even get to free agency. Mm-hmm. And that's because they make such a good offer that the agent says, well, if you like it there, and we're not going to get much better than this, so if you want it, take it. Like, I'm not going to tell you it's a horrible decision to give yourself the financial security to do this now when they're expressing with this offer, like, this is a serious offer and they really want you. This is about what we projected the market value to be, so do it. You don't often hear someone who runs a team say what's actually the best thing for the player to do is to just go into free agency and force us to compete with the other 31 teams for their services. Does that does that give credence to what I've said a couple of times then? Like to just turn this on its ear for a second that maybe like they were hoping Ben would not want to take a pay cut after 2020 and he did. He called their bluff that they are secretly hoping that somebody out there makes like a three and a half million dollar a year, like two years, seven or eight million dollar offer. Either that, yeah, I think that's possible. Or Khan is saying in his own way, like, hey, go see what's out there. It's not going to be. It's not what you think. It's not going to be great. It's not going to be like 
Panthers teams lined up around the corner to sign if they, you. If they really want him back, Pony, though, if they if you take that at face value, right? We would love to have him back, et cetera. It is an inherent risk to then take toe this line and take this tack with him. Go see what's out there. I think they're not scared by it. Is what is what? No, clearly they're not. But all it takes is one team. If my my point here is, if you really want the guy back to the way you were trying to convey to people publicly, then you wouldn't even be letting him do this. Yes, you the wouldn't negotiations even. right now behind the scenes would be very hot and heavy trying to get a deal done. You would not say go out there, spread your wings. You're right. Have free agency rum Springer here. That's why they have sent mixed messages galore. Yes. On their quarterbacks. And you know what? I don't think that that's just like smokescreen stuff where they're trying to confuse everybody and get people off the scent. I think there might actually be, depending who you're talking to, different opinions. I don't think think the owner, the GM, the assistant GM, the head coach, the offensive coordinator— I don't think they rank the quarterbacks all the same way, neither Chris. Do, neither do I. I mean, that's become abundantly clear, at least in my reading of the situation over, I would say, the last, I don't know, I mean, we've been talking about this since the season ended, basically since that that point. Like, if you were to make a columns chart here of all the major names, so it's what? It's Tomlin, Rooney, Khan, Weidel, Smith, let's just say. Is that fair? hmm I think you might get, and you asked the same question, do you believe in Kenny Pickett? I don't think you're getting a check mark across the way. Do you like Mason Rudolph? I don't think it's all uniform yeses and no, uh, like all yeses. I think they are just a very mixed bag. And then when when you acknowledge that that is their situation or that is the the lack of consensus, it's whose voice carries loudest. And I do think it's the owners in this case. I think Khan sounds like a guy in that answer who's like, "Hey, he's only coming back at our price. If he goes into free agency and the offer is there from another team that's better than ours." Congratulations, Mason Rudolph. Enjoy your next team. That's awesome that you got that money. Do you think Omar... If not, be- you're back here and it's on our terms. Do you think Omar believes in Kenny? Like, if he's if that's how you think he might feel about Mason, hey, go with God if you get the offer. Do you think Omar genuinely believes in Kenny? Not completely, no. I don't see how he could be. He didn't draft him. Uh, here is Omar Khan. You said sometimes he lets his guard down a little bit still. A little bit. With this uh, press conference Q&A stuff, he's getting used to doing it. The question is about Deontay Johnson and if they're negotiating with him and talking to him about an extension. As of right now, we, you know, we're having conver- – I'm not going to speak, speak to specific uh, negotiation for, you know, an individual player, but uh, I have a lot of respect and for Deontay. And, um, you know, usually, as you guys know, the, the extensions usually happen later on in the year. He, sa- he was about to say we're having conversations, and then he cut himself off and changed it Z- abruptly. And if that were a one-on-one interview without microphones and cameras rolling, I think he would have said to the person doing the interview, hey, can we cut Put that part off. out? Yeah. Or can I quickly amend that part to be off the record? I really, I know we, we disagree with uh, on Johnson. I really don't understand why they'd want to bring him back on an extended deal. Well, the argument... Uh, on an he's extended deal, more, no. He's getting more expensive, and he's coming off a bad season. If you think, Pick- unless they're getting some kind of mm. royal deal on him, where he's willing to take a pay cut, and he wouldn't, and give them more years, and he shouldn't. If you think Pickens is going to be the man, and you can keep Pickens happy in a new, better offense, then I, they just never really pay two at the same time. I'm sorry, another listener, Steve, 
There's another prospect at the draft. Don't know if he's even being serious or not. Doesn't believe in birds. Illinois. What? So you got this Tyler Owens from Texas Tech. Doesn't believe in um, other planets. Tip Ryman from Illinois uh, said he is a member of the, quote, birds aren't real movement. Quote, have you ever seen a baby pigeon? How do we know that power lines aren't pigeon, re- pigeon recharging stations? He doesn't. He claims he doesn't believe in birds. And I'm not sure if he's being sarcastic. I haven't heard the audio, but I think that's actually dumber than not believing in other planets. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevy. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.